You say the game is getting old Monday morning and your coffee's cold Life is not what Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and I... Oh, man, do we have a great show for you today. Listen, I say it every week, you know, we're going to have a great show, but you know, sometimes there's guests and books and you combine them together and you just go, oh, this is so good. Because you know, I'm, you know, we're, we talk about it every week. I'm a four-part person guy, right? Because, you know, I believe we're four-part people, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual people, and that we have to be developing those things at all times because we're never static because the truth of the matter is if we're not growing, we're dying right? And you know that, right? And then every now and then I find a book or it gets recommended to me that hits all four of those areas. This one does it. It's called Sentinel. It's a, it become the agent in charge of your own productive detail. And, it, and the, you know the man, the man's name, Patrick McNamara. You, you may see on Instagram, T-Max Inc., T-M-A-C-S-I-N-C, right? And his, of course, legendary workouts and, and he's trying to help you in all sorts of things, right? Basic dude stuff, which is today, by the way, every Wednesday is basic dude stuff. You know, make it habitual. You know, all right. So, you know, I got the t-shirt. I get it, you know, right? But the book is what's so important here because we live in a world, folks, where we just take everything for granted. And what we do is we just kind of go about our, our day. Uh, you probably can't even remember that you drove yourself to work or you drove yourself home because you do the same thing that you do every day and you don't even remember what you're doing. And then you go to your office and maybe you're sitting behind a desk somewhere and you're not even concentrating. You have no idea. You just go through the motions. We all start doing it. We think nothing's going to happen to us. And if we leave everybody else alone, nobody's going to bother us. That's kind of what we believe. But the truth is, that's not the truth. The fact of the matter is, you know what? This world that we live in is far more volatile than it's ever been. This world that we live in is more chaotic than it's ever been. And the truth of the matter is you should be prepared. I'm not telling you to be paranoid. And Pat Mack's not going to tell you to be paranoid. But you should be prepared. You should be aware. You should be aware of yourself and you should be aware of the situation that you're in at all times. And we need to do that. And sadly, in America, we have a tendency not to. And so we're going to talk about with that with Pat Mack today. But before we do that, let's do what we do every week, right? We're four-part people, as I've said. We're physical, mental, emotional, spiritual people. And what we do on the show is I have you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 in each one of these areas, 1 being awful, 10 being it doesn't get any better. Now, here's the deal. The number is not relevant because this isn't about your outcome. This is about a starting point of where you can improve, right? So if you're a 2 in any one of these areas, don't, don't go, oh, man, I suck. No, 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 no. We're just going to try to get to a 2.5. All right, by making some changes. So, for instance, physically, how would you say you're doing when it comes to eating right, getting enough exercise, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep on a scale of one to 10, five being average? All right? And then think about whatever your number is, what can you do to get just a little bit further? Now, look, if you're already an eight, right, we're, we're just trying to get to an 8.25. What can I do? What, how can I do just a little better? Right? If I got things in my pantry I need to remove, right? Maybe I need to cut back here. Maybe I need to exercise a little bit more. Whatever it may be, what can you do? All right, that's your first number. Second number is the mental intellectual number, right? You cannot sit on the couch, as my wife says. She says you cannot sit on a couch and be a couch potato and think that somehow you're going to magically absorb knowledge and wisdom and understanding in your life. You have got to be an active participant in your intellectual growth, right? And we're two brain, two half brain people. You've got a right side that's creative. You've got a left side that's more logical. We need to be exercising both halves. Great way to do that to read a book. Right? And then take action on it. That's a great way. 
So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say you're doing mentally, intellectually? All right, that's your second number. Your third number is your emotional number. All right, now, I make it really simple. The first is, the first part of that is, how well are you able to control your emotions under stress and pressure? And then the second part of that is, how well are you able to tap into and understand the emotions of others? It's critically important that you have both. Because if you, if you do, cannot control your emotions under stress and pressure, you're done. And by the same token, if you can't understand the emotions of another person, then you can only go so far. And it requires you to have both. And actually, Pat Mack really gets into this a little bit where he says, you know, look, you know, you got to control yourself, right? You got to control your emotional self. So on a scale of one to 10, how would you say you're doing emotionally? And then finally, the spiritual area. And a lot of people say, well, I'm not real spiritual. Well, we're all spiritual. We all live by faith. Uh, the truth of the matter is you, you push the button in your car or turned over the key in your car and you believe the car was going to start. You sipped that cup of Invader coffee this morning and you thought that uh, it wasn't going to be poisonous. You saw the crosswalk that said walk and you walked across that street believing the cars weren't going to hit you. But there's a spirit inside us that constantly grows, that, that yearns for something. And then the second part of that is what brings you back to centeredness in the midst of chaos? Is it God? Is it nature? Is it meditation? Is it something else? And is that working for you? Now, now here's the deal. I've interviewed, I've interviewed uh, even some of Pat's friends on this show before, and they've all said the same thing about these four areas. You don't rise to the occasion. You only fall to the level of your training. And if, and if you're not working yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, you're only falling down to wherever you're at right now when things get tough. So we want to bring those up. So you got to think of those four areas like the air and the tires of your car, right? If one of the areas and the tires of your car is too low, what happens? The car veers. It's hard to steer. It's hard to control. And you're actually going to do damage. But if all four tires are low, what happens? You're going to ruin the car over time. So we want to bring up our tires to the right height and get our car rolling smoothly. Our chassis, as uh, Pat Mack would say. And speaking of which, Pat McNamara is a well-known expert on combat and tactical training who served in special forces in the United States Army for 22 years. He spent his first 13 years in the Army's finest hostage rescue unit, the 1st uh, Special Forces Operational Detachment, Delta. He retired as a sergeant major from the Army's premier hostage rescue team. Uh, he's the author of TAPS, which is Tactical Application of Practical Shooting, Sentinel, which we have here, Combat Strength Training, his legendary workouts, practical life, practical life lessons, University of Badassery, and basic dude stuff have made him a huge social media influencer. He, uh, Pat's developed into an exceptional marksman with accurate shooting and tactical efficiency while serving in the Special Operations Forces. He created and started his training and fitness company, Tactics, Marksmanship, Adventure Concepts, Security, uh, otherwise known as TMAX, T-M-A-C-S. He has created excellent training techniques and teaches tactical shooting applications to varsity-level troops and police officials. He also has group coaching, uh, which is available to everyone, called The Squad, which I am a member of, and I highly recommend to everyone to join. He loves Charlotte. That's his 1965 GTO. But the real love of his life is his wife, Rebecca, who you will find from time to time in many Pat's videos and pictures. You can learn more by going to tmaxinc.com. That's T-M-A-C-S. INC.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show and welcome to the first time ever, uh, New Direction. Welcome, Pat Mack, to A New Direction. Thanks, Coach Jay. Appreciate you uh, having me here. 
Uh, let's dig right into the book. Uh, the book's entitled Sentinel. Um, and, and it's a title that I think when people first look at it, they're going to go, what is Sentinel? <laughs> so, right, help, right. So, so help us out. What is Sentinel? Mm-hmm. Why is that important to us? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. I mean, <clears throat> Sentinel's not just a, uh, when I think people uh, think of uh, Sentinel, it, it can be synonymous with, you know, a sentry or uh, a watchdog or, you know, a, a, an eternal eye or a uh, eternal vigilant being. That's the uh, Sentinel. And, um, you know, it's 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 kind of like the uh, the gargoyle. You know, where you're you're it's guarding your property, your house, your car, your your fortress, and it's a uh, it's kind of a lifestyle that I that I live by. I live by the sentinel mindset. Mm. All right, so let's let's move into that a little bit further. We'll talk about it. in the introduction. Here's what you say: mm-hmm. You may not be able to plan for everything that is uncertain in life, but we are capable of increasing our levels of awareness and preparedness. Where have we missed that and where do we start moving in that direction where we can be a little bit more aware and prepared? How do we get that ball rolling a little bit? And well, why, why are we there? And then how do we get moving in that direction? It, it, it's not, it's not hard. You know, when you talk, when you talked earlier about self-improvement and doing little things, I mean, this book is chock full of just the, the, the simplest things you can do to improve your, your way of life and your, uh, membership to society, you know, because we should be a good steward of our communities and society. And I think the betterment of a human being, the betterment of the human being that is your own should be on the front burner at all time. And, you know, there's one quote I I say, especially when it comes to um, combat strength training, if you cloned yourself yesterday, can you kick your clone's ass tomorrow? So just like, as you were saying, you know, just making these small percentages movements of improvement just incremental incremental uh movements the um nowadays i just see people as and and i'm talking i'm generalizing but it's becoming more and more prevalent uh we're we're fat lazy switched off button pushing gelatinous knob turning just uh, beings who just walk around in zombie mode. You know what I mean? No, it's true. I mean, it's amazing how, how, how dumb we are getting so fast. And, And I, and I, and I mean this, we are, and I don't mean, you know, book smart. We're just so unaware of what right. is going on around us. And we're teaching our kids to do the same, which is very, very disheartening. And this is becoming more and more prevalent. And I don't even talk about this in here because um, it wasn't as prevalent because this, right. I wrote this in 2011. But nowadays, wow, we yeah. are switched off, conditioned white, you know, zombie modes. You know, when you look at Cooper's color code from white zombie mode to red fighting for your life, most human beings are walking around in absolute zombie mode. And I'm not saying they should be on high alert all the time, but you know, when you look at that color code, as soon as you exit the, the, as soon as you cross the threshold of your home, your fortress, you should at least be in yellow, which is, which is nothing more than just looking around, get your head out of 45 degree syndrome, right? Which, you know, you see people just walking around. I'll see families walking around. I'll see the dad, you know, the patriarch of a family walking his family up the road and he's on his cell phone and he's taking up the rear, you know, and he has no idea what's going on around him. And then that same dad probably has 
uh, two um, tablets. So that way, when he takes his kids to the to the restaurant, he can plop a tablet in front of him. Uh, this is detrimental to the upbringing of a child. It's going to ruin them. There's going to be a bunch of really screwed up kids. I mean, just between like the uh, uh, coronation, you know, pandemic, uh, where uh, parents were locking their kids down and forcing them to wear masks and stuff. I mean. And, and now they're all glued to screens, you, especially Generation Zers. They have never, ever been without a screen, Generation mm. Zers. They've always had the availability of a screen and swiping up and down or left and right. So in, in 2011, it was one thing. It was getting that way. But now, wow. I mean, I need a rewrite on this, right. you know, just because I've learned so much more. We are, we are becoming f- faster and faster more and more separated from our primal being. Mm. You know, we're relinquishing all of our natural defense mechanisms that are built into our hard drive as a primal human being. We're we're completely letting those things go and we're we're just walking around in zombie mode now. Mm. And um you know, I, I mean the little things like <clears throat> I would add a statistic to this if I wrote it now. 11 teenagers die a day because of texting and driving. That's not a uh uh, uh, a um, uh, a fact or a, a stat that is popular, so you're not going to hear about it a lot. But I mean, mm. that's that's not only um, shocking, but uh, very sad as it's, well. It's hugely sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the I mean, we, we talk about it. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. It's not working. Right. right. It, it's it's not working. I mean, you drive down the road. Mm-hmm. Right, and you start looking to your right, your left. If you're caught in the lane, right, three lane road. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, so we have a lot of three lane roads. Mm-hmm. Right, and you look to your right and left, right, and leaving space for yourself up front and trying to, and you look, and people are on their phones. Mm-hmm. They got the phones to their ear. Yep. Or they're or they're doing this one right, where they they're yep. like look, look like they're eating a piece of pie. You know, mm-hmm. they got the hand right. in front of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Piece of pie. Yeah. Piece of pie phone. Yeah. Yeah. A pie phone. Yeah. Where they got in front, of, like they're about to eat the pie on yeah. the front, right? I'm just like, what are you people? Yeah. What are you people doing? Take a peek in other people's cars as you're passing them this way. Just take a peek. Yeah. You know, you're surprised at how many of those drivers coming at you at 55 miles an hour have this in their grill. <laughs> you know, they have it right in their grill. Right. And the only thing separating you from that car coming at you is two thin lines of yellow paint right down the middle of the road. <laughs> That is it. And <laughs> I can't believe how many times people cross that yellow line now. And um, and nobody attributes it to the fact that they're on their phones, man. Right. You know, they're 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 texting and driving. Right. I mean, I'd rather have somebody uh, drinking and driving than texting and driving. Isn't that something? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that something? You talk about uh, you are the agent in charge, the AIC. Right. Yep. And and you, you've you've said this on many of your video, videos. You know, you're the agent in charge of your own prote- protection mm-hmm. detail. So help people maybe grasp that concept of what does that mean to be the agent in charge of your own protection detail? So uh, just a little backstory on this. Um, I wrote this book after training um, some MARSOC Marines out in San Diego. Uh, They were a great bunch of guys. And one of them asked me to jot down some notes about small, because he, he, there was an upcoming gig he may have had, you know, in, in a protection mm-hmm. field. Hey, can you jot down some notes for me on uh, executive protection? Mm-hmm. Uh, and after I finished jotting down the notes, I realized I had like 65 pages. already, <laughs> So I just kept going with it. <clears throat> but um, 
I have done a lot of executive protection. It's a horrible job. It sucks bad living in somebody's back pocket. I've done them in real sketchy parts of the world uh, for high vis uh, politicians and uh, and generals, military uh, high rank high ranking military folks. Um, executive protection really sucks, and there's a lot of moving pieces, and you're usually working in a team. You know, you have uh, you have you have a motorcade to take care of with a lead car, a limo, and a follow car. You have to think about advance operations, and you know the a full scheme of maneuver on the day to day itinerary. And how you're going to plan every single move. Now, we as an individual cannot replicate that. There's way too much work. And I'm pretty sure I, I even drew up some examples in here of mm. what an advanced detail does. Like, for instance, Secret Service or State Department. You know, those kind of folks. It's very arduous. It goes on and on and on. We are incapable of doing that. So I figured, well, what can we do as just everyday people? Uh, family members, members of a community do to replicate what an executive protection detail does on a micro level because we can't do all that stuff. Mm. So, and then I realized, oh, shoot, this would be a good concept for a book. Not only do I have these notes I'm jotting down for this <laughs> for this Marine, but man, everybody should know this stuff. You know, so what can we do as an individual, as a mother, as a father, uh, as a son, as a daughter, how could we better arm ourselves for uh, the the unknown? And 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 I've said it many many times, and thank you for saying it at the beginning. I am not paranoid. I just don't ever want to be caught with my pants down. <laughs> I live the sentinel mindset. Right, right. So every day when I exit my home, I'm in condition yellow. Out and about, I realize that because most people are sheeple now. I, my 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 uh, uh, details uh, is I'm becoming more responsible in my detail because there's more people to protect because people are losing their minds because they're not paying attention. Mm. People don't pay attention to anything anymore. You know, they're blind. They're 45 degree syndrome. They don't look up. They don't look around. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be. Uh, something nefarious or, you know, bad intent or with uh, actions with laced and uh, riddled in malice, it could just be a, a tree branch falling or a runaway car or uh, stepping into a hole or a, 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 mm. an open manhole cover, you know, something like that. Uh, I mean, you've seen video after video after video on the interwebs and it's fun. We all laugh at them of people like running into um, uh plate glass windows or into yep. koi ponds, you know, while yep. they're on their phones. But more tragically, there's a lot of car accidents and a lot of bad things happen. Muggings, for instance, you know, they, it's so easy to mug a human being nowadays right. because they have no idea what's going on around them, man. Right. So absolute freaking loss of situational awareness. So I know that we, there's a few things here um, that I think you really point out here and especially it's around your vehicle. It's like, you know, do you know your vehicle? I mean, can you, I mean, do you know, do you know what your vehicle's capable of when you're driving? What are you aware of when you're driving? Uh, do you give yourself enough room if something bad should happen that you could get yourself out of the situation? It's, it's not, these are not a complicated or paranoid things, but these are real things that happen that you want to be aware of in your mm -hmm. world. And, you know, anything can happen if your car, if your car, we've all blown out a tire mm -hmm. right yep. what what what's your preparation for that 
Do you have a fix a flat can in your car? Mm-hmm. I bet if we asked a hundred people, I guessing ninety eight of them probably won't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say you're off there. I would say that too. Uh, you know, I'd go definitely as far as ninety percent would not. Yeah, absolutely, ninety percent would not have anything in the vehicle to get them out of a bad situation right. or somebody else. I have all of it in my cars and <laughs> I've outfitted my kids cars with little things too. Uh, and then it's malleable too, you know? Right. So if I road trip with the family, a few extra things get thrown in the vehicle, right. uh, that are not, you know, my, I, I call my car, my EDC, you know, because it's so popular people's my everyday carry. So that's my everyday car. Right. You know, what is in my everyday car is, Anything to uh, uh, keep me up and rolling, you know, mobility, because mobility is survivability. Right. And but more importantly, helping other people because they're. I'm all about helping the sheeple because they're helpless, and right. uh, I never ever want to relinquish an opportunity to be a small b batman (laughs) with a small b you know i love that i love that his name is pat patrick mcnamara the book is entitled sentinel uh become the agent in charge of your own protecting detail we're just getting started you're listening to him here on a new direction hey folks uh whether you're recovering from surgery or you know whether you're just an everyday person suffering everyday aches and pains maybe you're a professional athlete who's trying to improve the way you move listen the folks at epic physical therapy can help you so they're going to design a customized treatment program that's just for you so when you're looking for your epic relief your epic recovery your epic results don't go any further go to epicpt.com that's e-p-i-c pt.com and Linda Craft Team Realtors for more than 38 years. They've been helping people transition in life. And you say, wait, they're real estate people. How do they help trans life transition? Well, it's pretty easy. Uh, you think about it. Every place you've ever lived has been a transition in life. And they have been able to help people take the stress out of that transition in a variety of different ways. So when you're ready to sell or buy your next home and you want to take the stress out of that life transition, talk to the folks at Linda Craft Team Realtors. That's lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction with... Pat McNamara, Pat Mac, uh, his book, Sentinel, Become the Agent in Charge of Your Own Protection Detail. Available Amazon, uh, it's even available in books, bookstores, believe it or not. You can, you, if they don't have it on the shelf, you can always ask it. You go to any Barnes & Noble and say, hey, I want to get Sentinel. Guess what? They'll get it for you. Um, but it, it is available at Amazon. And I think you can also get it at tmaxinc.com too, right? You've got it available there on your website, uh, yes. Pat, um, as well. <clears throat> I'm just telling you, folks, this is must-read. Um, this this is must read for you. This is must read for your kids. Um, you know, Pat and I grew up in an era in the uh, mid '60s where we were born, where life was way different than it is today, um, and and life has changed. But these principles that he teaches in this book are for any time, anywhere, any person, male or female. Uh, it's just the book for everybody, and I really highly recommend it. So um, get yourself a copy of Sentinel. It's also available on Kindle. Um, I also have a copy on Kindle, by the way. I also have it, I have it on, yeah, I got this, and I got a Kindle version, uh, just because I like to remind myself of what's going on. Uh, my favorite section in the book is Discover Performance. Um, you say, when it comes to teaching and learning, I believe that without attitude, uh, an aptitude and desire lives a fault line where information meets its boundary. And you say, how you think will determine how you will perform. 
A positive self-image and competence increases one's ability to perform uh, in any area. So let's let's dig into this a little bit because attitude, aptitude, desire, positive self-image, the way we think. Um, how can we develop that? Why is it? Why is that so ultimately important? And because I I, I know why, but I want to hear you say it. And then, how do we develop that? Mm. Yeah. So. Of course, easier said than done, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, the mind navigates the body. In other words, how we think will determine how we perform. And uh, when I run courses, uh, I learned a lot from uh, doing training with other people. And they were uh, dead set on running their version of a training methodology. And I dubbed it outcome-based training, which can be simply defined as execution with consideration of the consequences. Will I succeed or will I fail? When we're working in that environment, there's no room for growth. There's nothing. Uh, you're, you're just stuck in a rut. You know, you're basically adhering to some bullshit arbitrary standard that some dude wrote down and put in a book. So I started uh, delving into a lot of like sports psychology uh, books and and I realized, holy crap, this is what I'm doing. This is how I train people, whether it's on the range with shooting stuff or in the physical world, this is what I do. And it, it's basically performance-based training. Uh, and it, where, where outcome-based training is how many, how much, how fast, um, performance-based training can be simply defined as how well. You know, where is my home and how can I make an incremental improvement to the structure of my home? Uh, it recognizes that we all perform differently and performance can be measured by doing what we can with what we have. Um, so I'm a big, big fan of positive mental imagery. And I don't know if any, everybody's capable of it. Hmm. Um, unless, unless they have that epiphany moment, uh, I'll, I'll tell people, especially during the courses, see yourself succeeding on this next course of fire. We're going to do it once to practice and then we're going to talk about it, but I need you to see yourself. You know, you need to play a highlight reel of <laughs> yourself succeeding at this thing, you know, from a perspective, like from behind you where a camera is maybe following you and see yourself, believe it, that you can succeed in this because limits begin where vision ends. If you can't see yourself doing something, you ain't going to be able to do it. Right. Um, the other thing with that, uh, the outcome-based training, so the big uh, disconnect there uh, with uh, performance and outcome is think you have to think that the, the probability of achieving the outcome you desire will increase once you let go of the need to have it. You know, mm -hmm. but it's, 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 it performance-based training requires uh, discipline mm. because you're not just adhering to a checklist you know right. it there's ownership there with with performance-based training you own it this is your own thing so it requires uh discipline it requires uh object uh, objective self-critique as well mm. and and it's tough but once once you start and some people need like they don't they don't understand it at all until they take one of my courses and then like oh now i get right. it right and i'll say you just discovered performance. Right, right, right. Well, you know what? I, I was those, you know, I played football in high school and college and a little bit beyond, right? And so everything we did in the gym, you know, you put the numbers up on the wall. Yep. Right? All outcomes, right? And you were less than if you didn't have those, if your numbers weren't up on the gym, you weren't in the top three or whatever, right? Your numbers. And then I started, when I started grabbing onto what you were doing back in 2019, 
And I started realizing going, wait, 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 wait. This is ridiculous. The numbers don't matter. Am I, am I getting better? Am I, am right. I improving? Mm-hmm. Right. Am, am yeah, I improving right. today? Mm-hmm. Right. Or, you know, did, did I, did I last a little bit longer? Did I, uh, but not in terms of like, did I just make that improvement? Right. Not in right. terms of a number. I just want to make this improvement. And that, then that starts translating to other areas of your life. Right. So then what you do is you start going, you know, am I improving mentally? Am I improving emotionally? Right. Am I improving spiritually? However that looks to you. And because then, because then you say, you know, it's not, it's not quantitative, it's qualitative. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's hard for us because, you know, the school has been designed around outcome, right? Mm-hmm. Since we go, ever, ever since you and I've been in school, it's been outcomes. We, yeah. go, we go to a job, it's outcomes. Mm-hmm. They all focus on outcomes. Getting your mind wrapped around performance improvement is just t- so tough. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, it's, it's how a professional at uh, any skill set trains, right? Performance mm-hmm. versus that outcome. And that, there's the big uh, dif- uh, dividing point right there is that the difference there is that uh, it, schools have no choice, really, you know, right. it, because they're dealing with so many people. Uh, big military has no choice because they're dealing with so many people. But at an individual level, what can you do? So, for instance, sports, you know, I was an athlete in high school too. Um, you practice with the team and everything. But if you want, if you want to level up, you got to put the work in on your own. Right. You know, you got to be right. self-governed, right. you know, and, and I like your uh, other analogy there. And I have one too, when it comes to things like uh, performance based uh, training or mindset, uh, a lot of people think to themselves, well, I need to go on a diet. I need to get in shape. And they'll, they're busy looking at the scale. The scale is a false read. You're right, not going right. to get any information right. from the scale at all. None, zero. Right. You know, it's how, how do you feel? Right. Maybe, oh, well, look at this. I just tightened my belt to another belt <laughs> hole on my belt loop, you right, know? Right, right. Or, man, I might have to uh, go from a double X to an XL now. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Don't even look at the scale. Just have a good time doing it. Right. You know, because the scale, once again, that's an outcome. You know, now right. you're you're living in that outcome-based world again. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I don't have a scale in my house. We don't. Right. We don't have a scale in our house. But you know what? I had a trainer years ago used to tell me, how do your clothes feel? And then, and then he used to tell me things like, when you're walking up steps, are you breathing hard anymore? Mm. Yeah, right. Right? And it's mm-hmm. the, it, because it's functional, right? It's supposed to be functional. And that, that should be your determinant if you're improving. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it should also let you know what you need to improve on. And, you know, you make a great point. It requires discipline. Now, I've always been one that has said, it's only discipline until it becomes a habit. And then you don't need discipline anymore. But you have to have discipline up front. And the problem with diets are you go on a diet, which means inevitably what? You're going to go off a diet. So right. it's got to be a lifestyle. It can't be a diet. It's a lifestyle, right. Yep. You know, um, since we're on the exercise thing, there's one thing I tell people. In the event somebody is getting discouraged out there, yeah. like they just started training or just joined a gym, you need this right here. You need to think three, three months, three months, three months. That's what you need right there. To your point, you know, the habit versus discipline. Um, I require both of them. I mean, it is <laughs> habitual for me to do this, right? Um, to like work out every day and to be busy. But man, I really rely on discipline. But I know this is my way of life. So it right. takes three months for 
for two things to happen. In three months' time, you're going to find the results that that stick. You know, instead of going like on a crash diet for two weeks and yeah, yeah, I lost five pounds. That's not going to stay there. <laughs> right, right, right. Nah, it's gone. It's, right. it's, it's, it, it's, yeah, you could flush that right down the toilet. So it takes three months to, to for results that'll stick. And now at three months, you feel better. You're thinking clear. Now it becomes part of your life. You right. know, it's a new, it, it's a new normal for you in three months time. You're going to require it. It's, it's like, uh, you're it, like an addiction. Right. Right. So just think about that folks. Three months. Yeah. And, and I love that you said that because people are always looking for this little shortcut. They, you know, I'm as a psychological professional, they will ask me things like, well, how long does it take to develop a habit? 27 days, 28 days, 30 days. And I'm like going, no, <laughs> no. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It, it's right. not like, Oh, if I do something every day for 27, 28 days, it's over. No, 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 no. That's, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. It, it takes, it's, it's longer because it requires so much more of you because, you know, it took me how many years to get to where I am. Now you want me to undo it in 27, 28 days. Right. That, that's just not, that's not how it works. You've got a whole it's not just your body that you're changing. You got to change your mindset. You got to change your emotional self. You got to change your spiritual self. You got to, you got a whole number of things that have to be changed and that doesn't happen in 27 days. Yeah. You have to, uh, you have to think about it until you don't have to think about it. Right? Yeah. Right. So there's the discipline part. There's a the discipline. So right. as far as reps go, I always ask people that too. How many repetitions does it take <laughs> for us to etch a, a skill into our hard drive that we can access on a, uh, subconscious level. And I said, tell you the truth. I don't know the answer to that. I just know that whether you're playing scales on a guitar, whether you're doing a, a shooting move, a martial art move, you have to think about it until you don't have to think right. about it. I, I, I just tell them ballpark. Maybe that's 100 repetitions, yeah. uh, sequentially perfect. Right. So how many before that weren't perfect? Right. I don't know, several hundred, a thousand, yeah, something like that. But it's same with the Sentinel-esque mindset. You have to think about it until it becomes habitual. Right. For right, instance, right. in the morning, I, 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 my, my routine is I open the garage and I walk to the edge of the garage and stand at the threshold. And I look left and I look right every morning, every morning. Is there is there a boogeyman or a ninja waiting with a with a with a uh, throwing star? Probably not, you know. But the thing is, I don't ever want to get caught with my pants down. It required work initially, right, for me to remind myself. Or backing into a parking spot, right, and then doing a five and twenty-five. You scan five yards, scan twenty-five yards. Right, it's a habit now. Right, initially it required me to think about it. You think about it until you don't have to think about it, until you work at the level of machine, you know, very martial art-esque type right. of thing. So the Sentinel mindset requires you to work. You know, it requires work until after a while, it's like, man, now it's all seamless. You know, I look around just because, and I could carry on a conversation, a meaningful conversation and still look and, uh, at, and just scan the scene. Right. You know, without looking like I'm paranoid. Cause I'm not looking, I'm not, um, I'm looking, I'm not trying to see things. I'm not trying to pinpoint a certain thing. I'm right. just looking, just taking in big picture information, but right. it's a habit now, man. Yeah. And, and, and this is, and, and this, I think we starts bridge on a three letter word that you talk about that kind of interferes with us quite often. And that's ego. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Because I think mm-hmm. I think sometimes what happens is when when people hear what you're saying, you know, or if I'm confirming what you're saying, you know, I, I'm I'm real big about if I go into a place, I want to know where my exits are. That's right. one of, that's mm-hmm. one of my things, right? I want to know what where my what are my possible exits, and I want to think also. It sounds so crazy, but I want to think where would most people go, and I want to try to find the exit where the fewest people will go. Boom. Good. Good. Good plan. Right. I, I mean, wrote an article about that once. Yeah, uh, yeah. Off of the Sentinel book. Yep. Whole I, yeah. That's kind of one of my things to go, where would most people go? And then go, yep. well, where's my other exit? And then I want to go that way because I want to go where the fewest people are. Perfect. Um, but ego gets in our way mm-hmm. because you taught, you say ego is a training killer, mm-hmm. right? Because we, I think what happens is whatever training we're doing is I don't think we, we feel like we're going to look small or we feel like we're going to look ridiculous or we're going to feel like we're less than or we're shamed or embarrassed. Help us get past our ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that um, guys especially, <laughs> we guys are very good at practicing and doing the things <laughs> we are good at. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. It's just how we are. It's how we're hardwired. Uh, and it's it's very difficult to put the ego aside and do the crap that sucks, yeah. whether it's training, whether it's with your relationship, whether it's uh, uh, you're working out, uh, whether it's with your job, you know, we, we get, uh, we're good at, we're good at routine and routine is the playground of a dull mind, right. you know, and right. we're really, really good at that. Uh, I have the hardest time. Uh, when I'm, and I use the range as an example a lot because that's where I see the most ego. Trying to convince guys to work at what I call impossible to miss or impossible to uh, fail pace. They're like, no, 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 I got to go faster. I got to go harder. I got to, you know, no, just, just work at this impossible to fail pace. Right. And after a while, that impossible to fail pace becomes better and better and better. You start this incremental improvement. But if you're just haphazardly, uh, training at, um, at, at a haphazard speed, you really don't have any, um, ballpark measurement or unit of measurement or any kind of empirical data. You know, you think you're making improvements, but you're not. Yeah. Ego is an absolute training killer. And especially where I see it is guys working out right or on the range, those two things right there. But it, it, it could be analogous too. You know, you could relate those to other parts of, of your life. Like I said, relationship, job, career, um, trying to improve uh, and expand your horizons, trying to bring in um, other alternative sources of income. So you, you're not just, oh, yeah. don't have all your eggs in one basket. Right. right. Oh man, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's a it, huge one. It's like, nah, I'm good. You know, we're just, we're just accepting mediocrity. You know, just com- living in a world of complacency. Right. His name is Pat McNamara. The book is titled Sentinel. Uh, become the agent in charge of your own protection detail. It's awesome. He's awesome. This is awesome. Well, you know what? You listen to him here on A New Direction. Hey, folks, Epic Physical Therapy, my physical therapist. I think they should be your physical therapist, too, by the way. Uh, they offer the most top advanced uh 
top advanced line equipment like the Alter G anti-gravity treadmill, the Normatec compression sleeves, my favorite, the game ready. That's ice and compression all at the same time. That's just a few. They're certified in the most comprehensive cutting edge treatments available like blood flow restriction therapy, dry needling, uh, cupping, and that's just a few. Listen, when you're ready for your epic relief, your epic recovery, your epic results, don't look any further. Go to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. Tell them that you heard them on A New Direction. And Linda Craft Team Realtors for more than 38 years, uh, they have been known as the legends of customer service. Uh, they've been helping people all over the world. And you say, wait, 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 I thought they were a privately little company in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, well, that's why they can help people all over the world because they're not attached to a national brand. They've made relationships with the best real estate professionals in your area so they can help you regardless of where you live so listen when you're ready to sell your home or buy your home go with the transition experts go with the legends of customer service talk to linda craft team realtors that's lindacraft.com that's l-i-n-d-a-c-r-a-f-t dot com and we're back here on a new direction uh with my friend pat mcnamara and my coach too by the way he's my coach too um and uh, who i'm grateful for because uh and the guys, uh, the squad, um, who I'm grateful for, because um, here's the thing, and we just talked about ego, and I don't know what I don't know, and the reason why I joined the squad, um, which, by the way, you can join too, is because I don't know what I don't know, and um, I wanted to learn about those things I don't know, and and have to admit that I'm not good <laughs> at them, and I need to improve, and I want to improve, and I want to learn. I'm a learner. As my number one strength is I'm a learner, and and I just really want to do that. And so um, it's been great. The squad's been great. I really encourage you. If you're looking for a place to plug in and meet a bunch of real people who are all put their side, their egos, male and female, um, I can't recommend the squad enough. It's 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 a great place to get plugged into. I think that's fair, right, Pat? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the uh, the uh, Pat Mac. Keep the Blaze Alive coaching squad yeah. on Patreon. You know, we do a lot of uh, Sentinel-esque type of discussions yeah. on there, too. And squad members have been it, 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 just improving their way of life, you yeah. know, just by taking little steps. And some of it's peace of mind, too, you know. Right. And it takes time, like prepping thing. I'm big into that. And and when I, uh, I run a Sentinel course uh, like three or four times a year. And one of the things I talk about in that course is, is, is prepping. And I talk about what I have and I always say, Hey guys, this isn't something you could do tomorrow. You're not going to go to Costco and load your truck up with thousands of dollars worth of supplies. You know, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a labor of love. Right. You do it over time. You piecemeal this stuff and you prioritize and you think about what would I need to get myself out of a bad situation? Just, just ask yourself, you know, three or four day power outage. Right. Do I have everything I need? And most people, because of ego, are going to say, oh, yeah, I got everything I need. But they're the first ones running the town to get toilet paper or something or right. milk and bread or whatever people get during before a hurricane and power outage. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it. You and I are about to get into snow, possible snow season here yep. in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I love it when that first dusting happens and yep. you, you go to a grocery store and all the bread, the milk, and the eggs are gone. And yeah. I go, how much French toast can people actually eat? I, I don't understand it. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah. how, how much French toast can you actually eat in a day? Right. I'm just like, because I mean, that's what it is. Milk, mm-hmm. eggs, milk, 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 eggs, bread, French toast. Yep. Like, I, what else are you going to do with that? It's French toast. Yeah. And I don't buy any of those things. Right. I, I don't either. I don't eat bread. <laughs> I don't either. I don't buy milk. <laughs> I don't either. We don't either. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, there was a, Dr. Tasha Yurich um, uh, did a study on self-awareness mm-hmm. and she found that when she interviewed people, 90% of people felt that they were self-aware. But when she did further research, she found that maybe 15% are actually Mm self-aware. And on your best day, you're probably 15% aware. And you say in um, page 52 in the book, you say, nowadays we are so connected, plugged in, that we are in fact disconnected. Absolutely. Our situational awareness is nearly non-existent and then uh, we are fat, dumb, and happy button pushers, comfortable, flaccid, and complacent. Yep. Um, let's talk about being so connected that we're disconnected and and how that affects our awareness. Yeah. So it, we even started out like that by right. talking about, you know, just the amount of information that's available to us now. Mm. And it's, um, it's, it's at uh, proportions that are almost uh you know they're they're astronomical i mean people cannot escape their devices right they can't escape them they bring them everywhere they've always got them in their hand which you know i'm going to carry myself with me too but the thing is um uh you've got to limit the amount of time that you're on that thing yeah Uh, especially out and about this is one of the saddest things and and this is becoming more and more prevalent now and it wasn't as much in 2011 when i wrote how disconnected people are uh is when you go out to a restaurant i'll more and more i see couples and they're both on their cell phones and you know this 35 year old couple they got a babysitter at home you could tell right this is not something they do all the time go out to dinner in a nice place you could tell just by their vibe and they're on their cell phones or there's a family of four. The folks are on their cell phones and the kids have tablets in front of them. Right. Just unfreaking believable to me. It's, it's, um, it's a very sad state of affairs when I see the decline of the human being, mm-hmm. you know, and how, and I'm going to say this again, how we've so far separated ourselves from our primal beings. Mm. We have no idea what's going around us. And we, frankly, we don't even care. You know, I, I there's so many anecdotes I have when it comes to, what do you mean you haven't seen that? It's all around you. You know, mm. when I tell people, uh, I was in, I was in Florida and, um, um, <clears throat> I'm with this family that I know. And, uh, this one, and I look up, and I say, Oh, look at that. There's an Osprey right there. And a gal looks up and she goes, I've never seen an Osprey before. <laughs> now, for those of you living in Florida, you know that those things are everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> been living their whole life. I've never seen an Osprey before. And I've looked at her and I went, you got to be kidding me. And then, because I'm a bird watcher, so I'm always looking at that stuff. You know, I've always been a bird watcher, which uh, adds to just that situational awareness, you know. Right. It's, it helps exercise the brain. And it's a never-ending hobby. And then it, later, um, I saw flamingos. And I said, look at that. There's like six flamingos Friday night. She goes, flamingos? I thought those were only in zoos. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, my, my point there is she is not alone, you know? Right, right, right. People right. don't look around. They don't look up, right. you know? They, they, they have no, not even 
um, self-awareness, right, which right. requires introspection, right. but awareness to what is going on around their world. Because right. not only are they uh, uh, connected to this, but uh, TVs, fake news, media, you know, because it, it's all fake. You know, it doesn't matter what news channel you're listening right, to right, right, or right. watching. It's you, you're just you're tuning into the one that best suits your narrative. Right. And people are, we're gullible. That's the other thing too. We're just freaking gullible. Right. We believe it, any of this crap that's coming across the, the news feed or interwebs feed. Um, and it, it, it's, 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 it's happening more. This human being devolving is, it's become escalated and it's happening rapidly, yeah. rapidly right now. So people don't freaking capitulate to this man. Right. Pull your head out of your yin yang <laughs> and, and just look around, man, go for a walk, look around when you're out and about, here's the easy one. When you're out and about, like, let's say when I go to a pub, this is a good way to exercise the brain. Um, see if you could listen to like three conversations at once. You know, that's a good one. It, it gets, it gets tiring, but it's really good brain food, you know, for just awareness and, uh, and to pick up information. Um, and which reminds me of uh, a bunch of games for situation where I used to play with my kids when they were younger too, which we get into that if you want to. Yeah. And no, then I was going to move into, let's talk about the family. Yeah. Getting, yeah. getting the family involved, right. Mm -hmm. With a spouse, right. significant other kids, uh, mm -hmm. because you have a lot to say about getting, you know, how you, when the kids were younger, when your kids yep. were younger, mm -hmm. that it was kind of a game and yes. it, it, to get them do that. Um, I'm, they're older now, right? I mean, yep. they're, they're mm -hmm. 10, 11 years old, 12 years yep. older since you wrote the book. Do they still do it? Uh, to some degree. I mean, they're, you know, generation Zers, right. You know, so they're as goofy as all the other generation <laughs> Zers out there, uh, but they're probably better off than most folks. Okay. I know they're not going to text and drive. Right. Number one, they, they've heard me talk about it forever. Plus number, number B, I told them if you, if you ever got caught texting and driving, the car is gone, the insurance gone, everything's gone. It's gone <laughs> because that is dangerous. Right. It's one right, of the right. dangerous you, you, things you could do in your life. Probably more dangerous than going into a war zone, you know, right. is texting and driving on busy streets, you know, especially right. these 55s. Right. Um, and as far as the family goes, I understand that. Um, not, you know, if there's a guy or a gal out there who wants to live a set and less mindset, their spouse not, might not be aligned with them properly, uh, or not, might not have buy-in might be going, why are you collecting, why are you, uh, uh, collecting food and water and, 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 uh, first aid gear and, you know, and, and, and learning these different primal skills or primitive skills, because I was married when I wrote this and I did not, I did not have buy-in by my wife at the time, but now my wife has 100% right. buy-in the entire lifestyle. She's good about it. Simple rule. Like in the driveway, the cars are never below three quarters of a 10. Right. That's, that's one that, that see that rule right there that requires discipline up front. It requires right. work, but after a while it just becomes habitual, you know? Right. Um, but she's got buy-in, she trains, she fights, yep. uh, she, she could shoot, uh, and we prep together, we garden together. Um, and she has switched on, man. She sees a lot of stuff. I mean, right. sometimes I'm like, whoa, you've got the level of awareness that I wish I had. Right. I mean, she picks up information, which is awesome. And as far as like the kitties go, you know, when they were, 
when they were little, um, it's easy to get them involved. For instance, the exits, you know, I, I always use Walmart as an example. And people go, well, just don't go to Walmart. Stop with that. It's not about Walmart. It's any department store. It's any right. big grocery store, whatever it is. I just like to use Walmart because I call it the epicenter for disaster planning. So with the little kid, with the kids, you know, back into a parking spot and we'd always do a, uh, a security halt. Stop, look, listen, feel just periodically doing that five and 25. You scan five yards, you scan 25 yards. You'd be surprised at how many times you see somebody looking back at you, you know, and 99% and of the time it's benign. It's some, you know, old man waiting for his wife to go pick up his prescription or something like that. And then um, once we get out of the car, I would tell them, hey, just stay switched on, keep your head on a swivel. And then I would always put one of them on point. All right, Cyan, you're leading the way today into the store. So have her, it would force her to look left and right before she crosses the road, get us into the threshold. And then I would um, play these games. And a lot of them are military-esque games. Like I would say, all right, we get separated. This is our rally point right here. Right. This is where we rally. And then we, as we get into the guts of the store, I would make a, uh, uh, an additional rally point. I would say, hey, if we get separated now, from here on out, you know, this is our new rally point. You know, this is, this is our rally point. This is where we'll come back together. If we get separated, then I would say, Hey, where is the closest emergency exit? Now these are little kids, you know, it's fun. Little kids love this stuff because right, right, it's right. a game to them, right. but you're, but you're encouraging good habits and situational awareness, you know, so that, that sweet spot age between five and nine, that's when they're really into this stuff. And they're, they're so malleable, man, you know, and their, their brains aren't cluttered with crap like ours are, and they don't overthink stuff. Uh, so they'd say right there, there's the exit. And then you could bring it up one. You could say, all right, if we had to exit out of that emergency exit, in which direction left or right would we have to go to get to our car? Oh yeah. That's awesome. Now the gears are really turning, you know, right, right, right. right. The James was great at, you'd say, oh, we'd have to go right. I'd say bingo. <laughs> and then you could, as you check out, you know, uh, and you go back to your car, you could say, Hey, what was the cashier's name? Right. Right. You know, stuff like that. So from then on out, now they start looking for more stuff. They start, you know, picking up more information, you know, because they want to get quizzed. They were like, oh, I can't wait for dad to ask me a question when we get inside. I'm going to know all the answers. So, yeah, it's easy to it's easy to train them at a young age just to be situation aware. And that and that's the easiest step. That's all. That's the main thing I ask of people when they say, what can I do to be my own sentinel? You know, and, 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 they're, and they're one they're they're thinking like, you know, ninja training or something. I'm like. Just be situation aware. Just look around. Yeah. That's number one. You know, I go to the most rudimentary steps. Like, I was, what should I carry with me? You know, on my purse, what kind of guns and stuff? I said, a flashlight. <laughs> right? That's what you carry. A flashlight. Right. Every day. Yep. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Every day. Got to have your flashlight. <laughs> How hard is that? It's not hard, It's man. on my dump shelf. It's on my, uh, see, the, see, and the easiest way to do that too is, I have established a dump shelf in my laundry room and I walk through that laundry room several times during the day because it's, it, it goes to my garage. My dump shelf is right there. It's got my guns out of my knives, my, my bling, my jewelry, right. um, extra glasses, but it's also got, you know, the flashlights and stuff like right. that. So I just stuff my pockets with those things as I'm leaving the house. Awesome. We've done an hour. It's, cool. It's gone by Woo. really fast. Um, I, before we, before I let you go, first I want to make a shout, shout out to the Minister of Metal, 
CJ, yes. CJ Ortiz. Right uh, on. I, I call him. I always say. The home slice. Yeah, I, I always have to say. First of all, thanks, uh, thanks, Minister. I appreciate sitting at your feet um, occasionally and letting you go from the pulpit because it's awesome. Um, but he he hooked us up, so I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Pat Mac, thanks for being on the show. Tell people how they can uh, get a hold of you, whether squad or training or whatever. What's the best way for them to reach you? Well, uh, in most cases. Um, T-Max Inc., T-M-A-C-S-I-N-C. That's my IG handle. That's where I am on the interwebs. And then uh, that's where you can find out about the uh, Pat Mac Keep the Blaze Live coaching squad on Patreon. Um, And, yeah, we have a lot of shareware there, folks, a lot of good information. So hope to see you there on the squad. That's awesome. Thanks, Pat. Stay with me. Hey, folks, this is the show. You know what I say to you every week. You're in control of three things, your attitude, your effort, and your resiliency. The truth of the matter is, I know that circumstances can be tough, but the, you know what? You can control what your attitude is. No one owns you emotionally. You've got that. Second is, your excellent is excellence is attached to your effort. So give your best effort, whatever that is today. And then resiliency. There could be a lot of people with hands down to help you up, but only you decide to get up. Get up. Do another day. I'm going to be back next week with another great guest. It's going to be another great book. It's going to be absolutely another great show. You have a lot of choices. You chose us. Thank you. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Give us a like anywhere that you watch the show. As I say to you all over the world, and you know what that is. Ciao, everybody. Things are gonna change. You can find the strength to go a different way, yeah. The time has come. Your dreams will take you places you have never been before. Find your passion, find your strength Don't worry anymore A new direction A new direction